Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's that? Who pays your salary? We're not a democracy! This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show, and I know it's not live, um... Tonight, uh, the weather's kind of sketchy, so it's causing some connectivity issues on the interweb. so I really can't do a live show like I usually do on Twitch, which, you know, twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. That means there won't be YouTube video, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. And I won't also have one on Rumble. I apologize. This was definitely not my intention when I started the day. I really wanted to do the show live like I usually do. However, things being out of my control, I kind of had to just roll with it, and I apologize. But before before I get into uh, all the things that I'm going to be talking about, let me tell you about Beard oil. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, beard oil, because that's how I keep my luscious man mane all nice and soft and from being itchy and brittle and just just horrible scraggly beard. And for my beard oil, I go to bluecollarbeardsman.com. They have a fine selection of scents that you can use, you know, based on how you're feeling that day. Do you want to have kind of a like a cologne scent going on? Yeah, you might want to check out the boss man. Maybe you you like that smell of the barbershop. They have a barbershop scent. Maybe because uh, deer season is right around the corner, you want your beard to still be fresh and clean and soft, but you don't want to tip off the deer who might be downwind from you. They have the average Joe, which is just straight oil, and no scents whatsoever. However, uh, maybe you're like me and you like to get a new scent every month. So, you know, sign up for the subscription package. There you'll get a limited edition scent every month sent to your home. Um, coming up for October, because it's Halloween and spooky, ooh, they have the uh, Working to Death scent, which is a you know, kind of a pumpkin oud, uh Apple bourbon barrel. It's got some great scent notes to it. Cannot wait to get it when it comes in. Or maybe you're already well in, on your way to growing out your beard and you, you just want to do some general grooming. Guess what? Blue Collar Beardsmen have amazing combs. I got one today. They were doing a uh, live booth at at a uh, event in Waynesville, Missouri. I went to and I got one of, their, one of the combs they sell. These things are carbon fiber they're good and sturdy. I mean, very weighty in your hand. And they have regular combs. They have picks. They have big detangling combs. Such a great selection that is available on the website. Check them out, bluecollarbeardsman.com. All right, so getting into the thick of things, um, Senator Bob Menendez. You may remember Bob. Bob was... um indicted a few years ago on corruption charges. He was tried, resulted in a hung jury, and the DA decided, yeah, we're, we're not going to try him again. It's just not worth our time to do so. Well, Bobby has just been 
re-indicted on new corruption charges. And this is coming from AP. So, you know, you know it's a bastion of right-wing conversation when it's from the Associated Press. Bribery case against Senator Menendez shines light on powerful New Jersey developer accused of corruption. New York uh, AP, that's the byline. In late 2020, Senator Bob Menendez met with Philip Selinger, a private practice lawyer and former fundraiser for the senator, to assess his potential fit as the next U.S. attorney for the state of New Jersey and to discuss one case in particular. If appointed, Selinger would assume control of one of the largest prosecutor's offices in the country, a post that comes with the power to bust mob bosses and go after corrupt public officials. Huh. But Menendez, federal prosecutors say, was fixated on a less consequential matter, ensuring the future prosecutor would act sympathetically toward a friend of his facing bank fraud charges, real estate developer Fred uh, Davies. Davies is now a key figure in a sweeping bribery case brought against Menendez, his wife, and multiple other associates. It accuses accuses Menendez and his wife of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of cash, gold bars, and a luxury car in exchange for a range of favors, including secretly aiding the government of Egypt on U.S. policy matters and interfering in three criminal investigations, including the one involving uh, Davis. The indictment unsealed Friday by the U.S. Attorney Manhattan said Davis paid bribes, including envelopes stuffed with thousands of dollars in cash and gold bars worth more than $120,000. Which, um, if you have any gold bars that you'd like to send my way, uh, message me on the Twitters, at Fake Tyler Morgan. My DMs are open. You can uh, get in contact with me, and I will tell you where to send those gold bars. But Menendez has denied uh, the wrongdoing, blaming the prosecution on forces behind the scenes who cannot accept that a first-generation Latino-American from humble beginnings could rise to be a U.S. senator. An attorney for Davis, Tim Donahue, said that he was confident his client would be completely exonerated of all charges. Uh, Davis and Menendez both rose prominence as power players in the same stretch of urban communities along the Hudson, across from Manhattan where local politics and real estate have long involved favor trading. In his home base of Edgewater, New Jersey, just up the river from Union City, where Menendez was once mayor, Davies is uh, widely credited with building out a gold coast of luxury high-rises along the formerly industrial waterfront. Blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, that, that report... Uh, the report there was a report done by the New Jersey State Commission of Investigation. Uh, found Davies rented a discount apartment to Edgewater's mayor, who provided several million dollars in revenue to a local councilman's business, while accruing development rights and reneging on promises to build affordable housing. Oh, what a shocker! It said people who opposed Davies faced reprisals. Edgewater's previous mayor, James Delaney, testified that his political support evaporated when he complained that he complained about what he believed was a corrupt agreement between local officials and Davies. Uh, he ultimately didn't run for re-election. Uh, the commission writes, this report is a cautionary tale concerning the inherent dangers of enabling an influential, politically co- politically connected, and unelected private citizen to hold outsized power and government concerns. Uh, Delaney's former wife, Bridget Delaney, who spent 15 years working for Davies at his restaurant, said the couple were effectively run out of Edgewater, ruining their lives. There's fraud all over that town, she told the AP on Friday. When he's in jail, maybe that will provide some relief. Uh, in 2018, Davies was charged with federal prosecutors in, in Newark, charged by federal prosecutors, and I cannot read tonight. My God. Goodness. Charged by federal prosecutors in Newark with obtaining loans under false pretenses from a bank that he owned. The charges were serious, carrying potential for years in prison. 
Davies was still awaiting trial in 2021 when Menendez, as New Jersey's senior senator, played a key role in advising the new administration of President Joe Biden on potential candidates to be the top federal prosecutor in the state. Uh, it basically goes on in not only that, you know, Menendez at first didn't want Selinger to be the DA because, or the DA, the uh, the federal prosecutor, because when he was doing the uh, interview with them, well, if there's uh, any cases involving him that go to trial, I have to recuse myself because I used to represent him. Ooh, that ain't good. But when the next guy decided, I don't want this job, uh, Menendez reluctantly offered his support and Selinger was declared to be the, you know, he was nominated and put in the position for the, for the federal prosecutor job. And as he said he would, he, you know, recused himself from the cases involving Davies. Well, that led to lots of call or several calls. I'm not going to say lots. There are several from Menendez to Selinger to uh, the prosecutor who's actually handling the case, complaining about how it was being handled, blah, 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 blah. And interfering where he shouldn't have. Yet for some reason, he thinks that he's above the law. He thinks that yeah, I, because I'm. Because I'm the first, you know, first generation Latino. I came from nothing. Now I'm a senator. You back off. Uh, how about no? And there's kind of a mixed bag reaction uh, to how people are taking these charges. There are a lot of uh, lot of big wigs in the Democrat Party in the Senate. They definitely have as back um for instance chucky schumer what did chucky schumer say uh chucky schumer says bob menendez has been a dedicated public servant and is always fighting hard for the people of new jersey he has a right to due process in a fair trial Senator Menendez has rightly decided to step down temporarily from his position as chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee until the matter has been resolved. So he's still going to be in the Senate, but a guy who used his position in the Senate Foreign Relations Committee was having undue influence on foreign policies and foreign governments. Man, why do we not feel like um, if that was a Republican who was doing that and using their position to, you know, have undue influence, that they would be demanding, well, why isn't the Senate leadership of the Republican Party going after him, demanding they step down? Demanding they step down from the Senate on top of it. Well, I, there, there are some, um, including everybody's favorite stroke victim, John Fetterman. Uh, John Fetterman on Saturday became the first Democratic senator to call for the resignation of colleague Bob Menendez. In a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, because no one freaking knows what X is. You got to explain it. Every freaking time. I posted on X, uh, formerly known as Twitter. Just call it Twitter. If you're going to keep saying formerly known as Twitter, just freaking call it Twitter. It's not that hard. It isn't. Just call it Twitter. I still call it the tweeters. I still call it the Twitter, even though, you know, it, yeah, you know, when the video up, the up is now on YouTube and Rumble, it says, you know, follow me on X. Maybe I should put in parentheses, formerly known as Twitter, in case anyone gets freaking confused. But I digress. Anyways, in a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, Fetterman wrote that while Menendez, quote, is enti- entitled to the presumption of innocence, end quote, 
in the federal corruption case against him, he, quote, cannot continue to wield influence over national policy, policy, especially given the serious and specific nature of the allegations. I hope he chooses an honorable exit and focuses on his trial. End quote. That's, I would say that's from John Fetterman. It's probably uh, relayed to one of his aides who actually controls his Twitter account. Um, Nendez was, invi- was indicted Friday on charges including conspiracy to commit bribery, conspiracy to commit honest services fraud, and conspiracy to commit extortion under color of official right. The Justice Department said Menendez worked secretly to help the government of Egypt, including providing Egyptian officials with sensitive, non-public information. Huh. And Egypt's not exactly a friend of ours. I mean, yeah, our State Department and our CIA and the Barack Obama administration kind of influenced the Egyptian politics and, you know, help foment a color revolution in Egypt. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're our, they are our friends. And in return, received payments of cash and gold bars handled by three New Jersey businessmen. Those businessmen, uh, Whale Hanna, or Whale Hanna, I don't know, Jose Uribe, and Fred Davies, were also in, indicted on Friday, as was Menendez's wife, Nadine Menendez. Several prominent New Jersey Democrats, including Governor Phil Murphy and the chairman of the state party organization, have called on Menendez to step down, citing the gravity of the charges. New Jersey Democrats in Congress, including Representatives Andy Kim and uh, M- Mickey, Mikey, I'll say Mickey Sherrill, have also said Menendez should resign. The response has been more muted and cautious among Democrats in the upper chamber of Congress, however. Uh, Menendez has, and I I already read what Chucky Schumer said, uh, Menendez has rejected calls to resign. In a statement, the senator said he intends to continue to fight for the people of New Jersey with the same success I've had for the past five decades. I'm not going anywhere. I apologize for the pause. I had to find the right button. Uh, Menendez has served as a senator since 2006. He has faced federal corruption charges before in 2015, but those charges were dropped three years later after a jury failed to reach a verdict. It's ridiculous. With all the complaints about, oh, Donald Trump is so corrupt. I... Look at uh, Don Jr. and uh, and uh, Jared Kushner. They, they they used their position in the White House to to get what they wanted. Yeah, well, they also they also separated themselves from Donald. Now, if they are representing that they can get access to Donald Trump and these business dealings because yet Jared Kushner has his dealings with the Saudis, especially over uh, the NIV, which is very popular with Donald. What was it? Yeah, the NIV. LIV. LVI. What, whatever. The Live. Live. LIV. Live Golf Tournament. Uh, yeah. Because Donald Trump is very popular to live, but I get it. And if there's evidence that shows that he was, uh, he's doing the stuff that Hunter Biden was doing, excuse me, what Hunter Biden is accused of doing, I don't want to say anything declarative that could be labeled as slander and get me sued. If, you know, if Jared's doing what Hunter is accused of doing, then if it's a crime, if if it falls under RICO, then okay, charge him. I don't have a problem with it. 
I, I, I am a fair and honest broker in this. The whole idea that you know, we should allow certain people to get away with things because of who they are, who they're related to, positions they hold in the government, that's just completely wrong and asinine to think that. The same standards that apply to you and me need to apply to them. And honestly, because they are in a position of trust as elected officials or appointed officials, if they're, uh, you know, they serve at a cabinet level position, they're a judge, whatever, whether they are appointed by the president or whoever within the, a governor appoints appoints them whatever because of those positions they hold they need to be held to a much much higher standard than what you or I don't get me wrong I don't think we should be cut slack because we're not elected officials if if we are breaking the law then we need to be held accountable for breaking the law. It, the, this whole idea that you know Bob Menendez thinks he's going to thinks he shouldn't have to get away with it because well this is this is being prosecuted this is politically motivated, dude. The guy who led the charges against you, I bet you he's a Democrat. Democrat. He's probably a Democrat appointee from like Barack Obama. I I don't know I don't know which the name of the prosecutor who went after it. But I bet if I looked it up it's an Obama appointee. So he he's making these decision these uh declarative statements that this is all because you know politically motivated and it's racist. I mean He's doing what Angel Hernandez does. Angel Hernandez, for those of you who don't follow baseball, he is an umpire. He is possibly the worst umpire in the history of baseball and certainly the worst one of the current age who is an active umpire. When Angel Hernandez did not get a ro- did not get a spot in the rotation for the World Series, he sued MLB because uh, I'm blind as a bat, and I can't. I I miss more calls than any other umpire. But they they they're just not making me an umpire in the World Series because I'm brown. What? What? No. And, and that was so ridiculous of an argument that the federal court that that handled his suit dismissed it because it's like, you know, you know, Joe Torrey. And MLB were able to go, uh, we could give two craps about his race and about his skin color. Here are his performance numbers. And we don't think someone who performs this bad as an umpire should be calling games in the championship series. And like I said, and Bob is just basically doing the exact same thing. Just, you know, instead of as an umpire, he's, yeah, he's going after me because I'm a Latino senator. No. You are doing corrupt things. Hey, remember that previous indictment that you managed to skate on? You were never actually cleared of those charges, Bob Menendez. The charges were dropped. But it was a hung jury, which meant they could not get a full, they couldn't get a unanimous vote to convict you. For all you know, Bob, it was this one guy who just so loved Bob Menendez so much. He could have video of Bob Menendez beating someone with the crowbar and he still wouldn't convict him. Like I said, with the previous indictment, it, it's starting to show a pattern of behavior. You know, accepting money and 
air travel and this, that, and the other from friends. And you just happen to use your position in government to help them out. You do it once. You know, okay, it's a one-off. These things happen. People make mistakes. They have bad time. They they make bad decisions for their in order to help friend out. Whatever, it's cool. Who hasn't? Who hasn't done something? Look back and go. You know, that was probably a bad idea, and I shouldn't have done it. Okay. We can we can kind of we can kind of you know offer some grace there, but when you do it again and you get indicted for similar behavior, and in this case it seems to be far more egregious as he was giving secrets. Granted, it wasn't classified, but it wasn't publicly available knowledge to a country. That is not exactly 100% friendly with the United States. Hell, you can give non-public, you know, non-public restricted information to an ally. You you can give it to England, you can give it to France, Germany, Turkey, all the members of NATO, Japan, South Korea. You can give them this information. And guess what? It's still wrong. Especially if you're doing it to influence, you know, the foreign policy of that nation to help the United States. Or you're saying, or you're using that information because if it, it sounds like, you know, maybe these cash payments from Egypt wasn't necessarily about helping Egypt. But it was about um, you know, maybe trying to, like, hey, I've got this information. It's not public. Here's what you can do to keep it not public. Because you know, with, the, with the extortion charges, that's what it sounds like that is going on there. You know, if you do this, if you, you know, pay me cash, as well as making some decisions that, you know, lean favorably to the United States, by all means, we will use that. You know, we will make things better for you. But if you don't, this stuff that no one else knows about, everyone will suddenly know about. So... So I, I want, do want to give kudos to John Fetterman, who, I mean, this is pot calling the kettle black. He should have he should have ended his Senate race after the stroke because you you watch him, you listen to him speak, ninety five, ninety five, ninety five. Hey, John Fetterman. Hey, John Casey. He's wearing the John Casey mask, and he's he's not probably in the best mental shape because strokes do a lot of damage upstairs. I have a friend who's had two strokes. It has taken him years to get to where he is in his recovery. Not just disappear off the grid for a couple months and hey, suddenly I'm functional again. And and don't get me started on the whole dress code thing. John Fetterman coming out wearing his Carhartt hoodie and his gym shorts. And it's like, dude, why are you wearing Carhartt? I if you want to wear some sort of athletic hoodie, you know, Adidas, Reebok, Nike. Okay, cool, but you come out wearing Carhartt. I don't know about you. I I really kind of put off, you know, when you see a guy wearing Carhartt who has never done a bit of Carhartt in his life. Literally, to the age of 40, he lived in his parents' basement. 
They funded his mayoral campaign. And then when he became mayor, he chased a black guy with a shotgun and held him at gunpoint. I mean, a little racial profiling there? How is he not charged with a crime? Because the guy that he was holding at gunpoint with a shotgun, he suspected of being involved in a crime. It's like, um, bro, that, you want to get people killed? That's how you get people killed. But this knuckle butt comes out wearing the Carhartts, never done Carhartt crap once in his life, acting like, I'm the, I'm, this is all for, on behalf of the people of Pennsylvania. I represent the hardworking people. No, you don't. You represent clown shows. All you need is a big rubber nose, some bozo the clown hair and some floppy shoes. And then you're set to go. You are a freaking representative of the clown shows, not the hardworking people of Pennsylvania. Anyways, I'm take a quick break. Maybe run some ads and be right back. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, so getting back, well, before I get back into the thick of things, let me tell you about one of my other favorite things besides the beard oil, and that would be coffee. Normally, I'd be pointing at the the bottles of whiskey above my head, but there's no video to point to. Again, I apologize. And for the finest coffee, I go to American Pride Roasters. American Pride Roasters has the original founding flavors, I say original because, um, as I mentioned last week, the Great Coffee Wars over somebody's uh, wonderful attempts at saying, oh, this is wholly original. It couldn't possibly come from somebody else. But anyways, I digress. Like I said, they have so many great roasts and blends of coffee. Um, Coffee drops. Yeah, I don't know if the uh, Austin Peterson called me a retard is still available. If it is, please buy a bag because, you know, 50% of the proceeds from every bag of that blend sold goes to Wagons for Warriors, a veterans charity here in the great state of Missouri, courtesy of a small, small-time roaster in Iowa. And there's so many great, so many great blends to choose from. Again, I am a huge fan of the Thomas Paine Age of Reason remix. And there's so many others. Um, the Teddy Roosevelt's great. The silent, I call it the silent Cal. It's the Calvin Coolidge blend is awesome. So many more. Please check them out. American Pride Roasters. Historically great coffee. All right, so. The last couple things I'm going to hit on this is a short piece kind of caught me off guard when I read it. Gavin Newsom has proven time and time again to be a crazy, crazy uh, Patrick Bateman of 
American politics, especially when it comes to uh, all the LGBTQQIA2 plus ad infinitum baloney. And this story kind of caught me off guard. And I'm like, wait, did I read that headline right? And went to the story and holy crap, I did. Newsom vetoes bill requiring judges to weigh if parents affirm child gender identity. Yes, that's right. The the big bill that was going through California, everyone just knew he was going to sign that basically if parents are getting a divorce and one parent says, you know, my ch- our child identifies as a squid and that bastard over there refuses to affirm their squidness, then that other parent would not get rights to their kids. Or or in the case of a child is, you know, in the in the foster system because my parents refuse to refuse to recognize that I identify as a squid. The bill said, you know, the judge will Look at the look at their case go. They refuse to accept and affirm that you are in fact a squid. Loss of custody. You are going into state care, and the state will pay for your pay for your squid transition. Yeah, and Gavin Newsom vetoed that bill, which I'm sure poor little Scotty Weiner is very upset. Scotty Weiner is an assemblyman from the state of California who is very, very all about the trans the kids movement. Governor Gavin Newsom, Democrat, California, vetoed a bill late on Friday evening that would require judges to consider whether parents affirm their child's gender identity when deciding custody cases, a move that is out of step that is out of step with when they leave a word out that really um, brings the sentence together with his liberal history on transgender issues. I I appreciate the passion and values that led the author to introduce this bill, said Newsom in his veto message. That said, I urge caution when the executive and legislative branches of state government attempt to dictate in prescriptive terms that single out one characteristic legal standards for the judicial branch to apply. (laughs) Oh, pardon me. The, The proposed law, AB 957, initially only proposed that courts must take parental affirmation of gender identity into account, but an amendment was added in June that made an affirmation of the child's gender identity part of the determining the health, safety, and welfare of the child. Newsom said in his veto message that he has done, quote, yeah, he has a, quote, deep commitment to advancing the rights of transgender Californians, end quote, which has guided him through office. The governor said he was concerned that imposing gender identity ideology through legal system could spur other-minded elected officials in California and other states to use this strategy to diminish the civil rights of vulnerable communities, end quote. He also argued that state law already requires judge take into account the parent's affirmation the child's gender identity when considering that a child's health, safety, and welfare when determining the best interest of a child in these proceedings. Newsom has a long slave transgender bill's Washington Examiner, please, for the love of God, have your writers and editors proofread your freaking articles before you publish them. I'm going to read this verbatim. Newsom has a long slave transgender bills on sitting on his desk, though he only took action on AB 957 Friday. His late-night veto, which flew under the radar at the end of the week, dominated by a failed budget negotiation in Washington, allowed the governor to couch his dissent into a flurry, or in a flurry of activity. Yeah. (coughs) Basically, the stuff that would have gotten him in trouble with his own voters, he hid it because he's a coward. While, While Newsom has insisted he is not preparing to challenge President Joe Biden next year, the governor is widely expected to run for president in 2028 at the latest. 
He could use his dissenting position on AB 957 as a way to signal to voters outside California that he is capable of standing up to his own party on questions about sex and gender. Which, based on his veto statement, is not really the case. Well, it already exists, so why sign other paperwork? The author of the bill, Lori Wilson, Democrat California, said she was extremely disappointed in the governor's veto. The governor and I disagree on the best way to protect TGI kids. They, they create new acronyms all the time. TGI. Thank God it's. Transgender identifying, I'm guessing. My intent with this bill was to give them a voice, particularly in the family court system where a non-affirming parent could have a detrimental impact on the mental health and well-being of a child. Okay, if your child has depression and is suicidal, you don't affirm their suicidalness. Oh, what's that, Jimmy? You want to kill yourself? Well, tell you what. Here's the keys to the car. It's parked in the garage. Uh, Just shut the doors and start the engine. That'll help. You can't do that. If your child has body integrity identity disorder... And they, uh, that's my leg. This is not my leg below the knee. This is somebody else's leg. You got to cut it off. Well, all right, little Tommy. Let's uh, take you to the surgeon. We'll have the surgeon just lop that thing right off for you. You can't do that. The problem with mental health in America, with mental health in America, is that instead of saying, okay, the behaviors that you are exhibiting, the thoughts that you're having, the emotions you're feeling are aberrant. They're not the normal. And we should have therapy and have a therapist work with you to help you figure out your feelings, figure out your mental state. Not some, not not an activist who goes, oh, oh, little Susie, you feel like a kitty cat? Well, you're, they're obviously a kitty cat. And, and don't get me wrong. There are, there are things that you should affirm. If a person with schizophrenia and is having audio hallucinations, telling them to do X, Y, and Z, visual hallucinations of things that are horrible, you affirm that, yes, these, these phenomena are happening to you. What are they saying? What are you seeing? Please describe it. And you do this to build their trust. You're, you're not saying that these are real because I have a friend who, ha- who is a schizoaffective. He has hallucinations. Most of the time, they're audio hallucinations. He knows they are not real. He knows that if he gives in to them and he follows what they're saying to do, he's going to hurt himself or someone else. The majority of people with Extreme mental illness. They're, they're, they're caught in this world of, I know this over here is not right, and I need help to deal with it. Now, in a lot of cases where, you know, you know schizophrenia, bipolar, uh, depression, these things can be, they can be treated, you know, with a twofold, with a twofold system of therapy and medications. But for some reason, with certain other mental illnesses, gender identity disorder, it's just that. It is disordered thinking. It is disordered emotions. These are things that you, you know, through treatment, 
not via, you know, we're going to give you the cross-sex hormones or we're going to lop your doodle dad off or remove your breasticles. No. That is as wrong as, again, the, you know, the kid who thinks that his left leg is not his below the knee and you take him to the doctor and have the doctor lop it off. That is not proper treatment. That is caving in and you know, saying your mental health issue is 100% real and the whole world owes it to you. And to recognize that. That's not the case. That is not compassionate care. Because ultimately, a lot of people with, you know, gender identity issues, they have other issues. That's the reason why in the first 12 months after trans surgery, the the suicide rate plummets. But over time, the suicide rate becomes higher than the general population because what they did is not a permanent fix to the other issues they were having. You know, they have a honeymoon phase where initially, oh, I'm doing well. But eventually, those same depressive issues, those same manic issues, and what if they also have bipolar, whatever, whatever the case may be, eventually works their way in. But because they're not getting proper treatment for the other issues going on in their lives at the time that they go through their transgender crisis, yeah, it's this, they stuff a cork in the bottle and start shaking it up. And eventually that cork comes undone and horrible things result. I, I I have the ultimate compassion for the boys and girls, men and women who suffer from this. I have my own mental health issues, PTSD, depression. Believe me, for years after the uh, my first tour of Afghanistan, twenty eleven, I crowds I'm I'm still not a huge fan of, but I can tolerate them now. I'll tolerate them better. But when your kids want to climb on your lap, you push them off because you don't touch me. That is, that's a horrible feeling. Depression, when you just lay, lay in bed, you turn on a TV show, it's just noise. You're not even watching. It's just, yeah, we'll stare at the screen. It's making noise. Whatever. Yep. Uh, I like this noise over other noise. I don't have a whole lot of interest. That's not a great feeling. Fortunately, I have a loving wife who goes, dude, pull your head out of your ass and make an appointment with, you know, with a behavioral health clinic. I'm not going, I'm not going to let you sink into this. That's the compassion that everybody who suffers from mental health needs. Someone who's someone who, you know, they'll tell you in no uncertain terms, but you know where they're, where it's coming from when they say, pull your head out of your ass, go get help. Ask, ask any, uh, recovering addict who at their lowest point had someone who loves them, truly loves them say, Oh, good. You've hit rock bottom. Now pick your ass up and get to a meeting. Go to re- go to a rehab. Get yourself clean. I will be here when you get back. But go fix yourself. That 
is what we need more of in America than if your kid says they feel a certain way, just stop everything and go along with it. And speaking of going along with things, my last little one, this last story, I could have spent an entire show on probably because looking at the Politico write-up, it was 14 pages printed out. But apparently, there is there is a, a new a new darling of the left and the old school political machine right. And that would be Senator Katie Britt. And my phone is jumping all over the place. So Katie Britt is the junior senator from Alabama. And apparently Politico, who, if, if you ever read Politico, it's definitely slanted way left. So you, you, so a lot of their opinions, you take them with a grain of salt. But the fact that they, that they have this 14 page fawning article over Katie Britt should tell you everything you need to know. Can Katie Britt be the face of the GOP's post-Trump future? The Alabama senator disdains the politics of hate, rarely mentions her party's frontrunner, and favors robust aid to Ukraine. That positions her well to lead a party digging out from Trumpism. And don't get me wrong, I, I think there definitely needs to be a balance between populism and understanding the way the sausage is actually made in D.C. I get it. We, we, we need some people who can, you know, bridge the gap. But at the same time, do we want someone who is all in on giving money and munitions to fight in a country you know, 4,000 miles away, 5,000 miles away, that's being run by, you know, a kleptocrat because he opposes the thuggish dictator the next country over. Now, don't get me wrong. If Putin was being an active threat to the United States... Okay, we'll begrudgingly go to war because that's the, you know, that's what you do. If someone is an active threat, you go after them. Oh, but you want the, you want the re- return of the USSR. Um, is it hurting me? Um, no. Eh, let it come back. They'll fail like they did the last time. Uh, Tommy Tuberville has received months of attention this year for his blockaded military promotions, but the more consequential GOP Alabama senator in this newly el- is his newly elected counterpart, Katie Britt. In fact, there may be no better Republican barometer than Britt. How far she goes will in turn go a long way toward clarifying how much politics has or hasn't changed in her state, her party, and the South. Does the future look like Tuberville? light on policy and heavy on performance? Or is there a role, and perhaps a leading one, for somebody like Britt? Her resume is the stuff of what the coaches in Tuscaloosa and Auburn would call a five-star recruit. At least if politics was still being played as it was when she first entered the fray two decades ago on the University of Alabama campus. Hailing from a legume-heavy wiregrass region, of Southeast Alabama, Britt became Little Miss Peanut at seven and was elected student body president at Bama, rose to chief of staff for her predecessor, Richard C. Shelby, and then ran the state's powerful business lobby before, at 40, becoming the youngest Republican woman ever elected to the Senate. 
Now at 41, she's becoming not only well-liked by colleagues in both parties, but more remarkably, a sought-after inside player in a way that's unusual for a non-celebrity senator during their first months in office. It's easy to see why Britt is so appealing, particularly to the chamber's institutionalist. She's engaging, respectful of her elders, well-versed on substance, and more focused on her state than garnering hits on Fox primetime. And it just goes on and on. And the people who are just giving her all the praise and, and the adoration, you know, Senator John Cornyn of Texas, who 20 years ago was great. He was against all the, the institutions and, you know, you know, the, the ridiculous spending without a budget. Standing on conservative principles. Now he's just another, he's just another softy. Well, uh, 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 if we don't go with the Democrats on this, we will we just have to deal with it. You know, with, you know later we have to go with them now. And some of the other people, Senate Minority Whip John Thune. Oh yeah, she's she's doing a lot of events with other. Eh, Proven uh, rhino types, John Thune, Joni Ernst from Iowa. She's being praised by Democrats. And last time I checked, if you're being praised by a Democrat and you're a Republican, you're not making the right enemies. If you're a Republican and you're smacking the rest of your party from the right, not because it's a populist view, but because uh, damn it, we're conservatives, and this is the policies we should be on. This is where we should be making our stand. Are you daft? And then they they get mad because you're calling them out that you know they 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 do the same big spending expansion of government bullcrap the left does. That's not necessarily a populist uh, position. There's a lot of stuff where the the populist position is expand this part of the government because if we control it, that's good. Well, what happens when you don't control it? Well, it's still good that's big, and we'll have to get back in control, and you know, we'll expand it more. It's ridiculous. And the like I said, if you're being praised from the left, you know, the you know, Mitch McConnell, I'm amazed is not gotten more left-wing praises because he's the same he's in the same the same mold as katie Britt. he's in the same mold as john mccain who now that he's dead apparently the left loved john mccain and we need more republicans like mccain why you hated him too we need more republicans like mitt romney oh hell no we do not need Republicans like Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, when you know the whole LGBTQIA2 plus ad infinitum movement was coming after Chick Fil A while he was running for president, he refused to eat a damn chicken sandwich. Do you know how much that would have affected his campaign when he was running against Obama and? 2012, if he would have eaten the freaking sandwich. These people that the left fawn over do not give a rat's ass about the people in their district. Sure, they're not as flashy and showy, but they're still just putting on a show. You know, when when you're going out there and you're appealing to appealing to the poors and then turn around and hobnobbing with the elites instead of being like ah yeah y'all just stay over there if you want to give me money that's cool but uh, keep 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 a distance when you're all the people you run around with have proven themselves to be you know, those Republicans who elect me and I'll be the best thing that ever happened, then turn around and screw you. You don't know what you're talking about. 
I'm the elected person here. Go sit down. I don't want someone like Katie Britt to be the face of the Republican Party. I want a Chip Roy. Someone who understands the institutions of D.C. And he actually wants Congress to do its job to rein them in. Not because one party or the other is better at running them, but because they've gone out of control. They've grown so much. The spending for those is way beyond where it ever should have been. That that should be the face of the Republican Party. Um, someone like Mike Lee from Utah. Soft spoken. He's he's not he's not a populist. He understands the Constitution. He understands the need for X, Y, and Z institutions within the government. But first and foremost, the Constitution needs to be followed. Not, well, that was what the other people used to do. And this whole idea that we have, that the right needs to put up another Romney, McCain, John Thune, Joni Ernst, John Cornyn-type Republican as who should be the leader and should be the face of the GOP post-Trump is ridiculous. Again, Post-Trump, it needs to be a Cruz, it needs to be a Roy, it needs to be a Lee. People who understand the Constitution comes first, period, end of story. All right, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Um, Again, I'm sorry that wasn't live. Remember, you can always follow me live for the live show at twitch.tv slash the Tyler. No, 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 there is no the. You can always follow me at twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. And again, when I go live Saturdays, usually at 10 p.m. Central, come, you can see this glorious, beautiful face that is hidden somewhere behind the beard. Or you can follow me on YouTube, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. Hit the subscribe button, smack the bell. That way you get notified whenever new content posts. Or follow me on Rumble. Let's go to rumble.com and search for either Relentless Daring or The Tyler Morgan Show. Either way, you will find it. Subscribe and, again, hit the bell for notifications. If you're listening to this on podcast, because that's the only way you're getting this episode, is on podcast. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening on podcast. Uh, Please, if you're new to the show, same four things I ask every week. Number one, please. Please, I'm begging you, subscribe. We need to get those subscription numbers up. The more people subscribe, the more that the algorithms put out there for other people to discover. Once you subscribe, then please, please, please rate the show. Rating the show is good. Tell people, lets people know what you think. Once you have rated the show, please write a review. Tell people what you like about the show, why they sh- you think they should be listening to it. That way, when the algorithm from getting more subscribers pops it up in somebody's uh, suggestions, they look at it, they can go, oh, it's generally liked. What are people saying about it? Oh, they generally like him, except for that guy who called him an out. And Alex Jones wanted me, the gay frogs. You can never go wrong referencing gay frogs when you're doing an Alex Jones impersonation. Ah, where are the men? I I don't know. I need to do more Alex Jones impersonations. It just I can be in the worst mood. I I, I impersonate Alex Jones and just ah it it makes me better. Makes me a better person. Makes me happy again. So awesome. Anyways, once you have subscribed, rated, written a review, please share the podcast, whether it's uh, just a link to the podcast on whatever platform you use, or it's this episode in particular, send them to somebody, let, let them check it out. Maybe they'll like it. Maybe they'll hear everything I say and just, why the hell did you send that to? That guy's a freaking moron. He's a crazy right-wing kook. That also makes me happy. And I am always happy to annoy your leftist friends. 
Makes me want to start a cameo so you can send cameos of me to your leftist friends. Seems like such a great idea. Hmm. Probably not today. Anyways, again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7